Welcome. You're listening to the Newborn Promise Podcast for building up new families in Christian faith. Hey, Jody, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, Callie, thank you. It's a treat to get to talk to you today. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, you've been part of my parenting life for the last 15 years because oh, wow. uh, your first book um, has been such a vital resource to me. Honestly, it's filled with so much great scripture and application of it. Um, and that first book, Praying the Scriptures for Your Children, was published in 2001. When yes, long time ago. A long time ago. <laughs> I know. I look at your pictures then and your pictures now, and um then your four children were still young. And since then, you've written Praying the Scriptures for Your Teens and Praying the Scriptures for Your Adult Children. So yeah. y'all have lived through a lot of ages and stages. Yes, we have. And each age and stage lets me know that I'm not finished praying. We say you never <laughs> stop being a parent and you never stop praying. <laughs> uh, I like that motto. Um, well, you have an amazing vantage point to often offer our listeners because you're a survivor. You are surviving. <laughs> surviving. Uh, there you go. Yeah, it's a process, yeah. not a, yeah, not yeah, a destination. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. tell us how, your, how prayer has impacted your faith over all these years. Oh gosh, what a great kickoff question. I love that. Well, um, you know, I've I've always been somebody who has loved the Lord and wanted to see his work done in the lives of our family and our children. Um, but I would say my understanding of how prayer works has sort of evolved and grown and stretched. I feel like every time I get a handle on it, God shows me something new. But it has really um, impacted my faith, and uh, this wouldn't come as a surprise to you or any of your listeners, in some really positive ways in that it has provided freedom from fear mm. and worry. I think as parents, so often our um, sort of default position, our immediate go-to when we get some bad news or something is scary or there's a diagnosis of an illness or just whatever is is to worry, to be frightened, to be angry sometimes mm -hmm. if our children have done something. Um, and God is really showing me that my my ready response, my default, default position needs to be one of prayer, that he is cluing me in, letting me see what's going on in my children's lives, specifically because he wants me to pray. Mm. And I'm just more and more convinced the older I get that the most important work we do as a parent um, is prayer. Wow. That's a great perspective. What were some of the answers to prayers for your children that along the way completely surprised you? <laughs> <laughs> I would, that's a good question too. And I would probably say every answer to prayer has surprised me because, you Aww. know, we know the Lord will always do, uh, Ephesians 3, uh, I think 20 and 21 says that he will do immeasurably more than all we ask for or imagine. So true. And I would say that rare is the time that prayer has worked for me like a vending machine where I put my <laughs> request in and the answer that I expected comes tumbling out. You you know, it's much more like I talk to him about something and he either takes longer than I thought or does something above and beyond what I thought. Um, one example might be um, my daughter, Hillary, and I tell this story in the adult children book because she graduated from the University of Virginia with an engineering degree and wow. she wanted to work um, in the space industry. Her her dream job would be NASA. Well, I mostly just wanted her to get a job. You know, I, I wasn't <laughs> all in for holding out for the dream. Um, and it took a lot longer. I was praying for her to get a job. And I tell the story in the book and it does not make um, me look particularly faithful mm -hmm. or good because 
I really struggled with um, how she was going about her job hunt. She didn't do it maybe the way I would have done it. Mm -hmm. And again, she was holding out for that job. And the punchline is she did get a job with NASA and she loves it. But um, God had to use that whole experience to teach me um, to surrender, Mm. to trust him when I don't see the needle moving or when I don't see how he's working. And really, I think that's what he wants for us um, as his children, just like he, we want our kids to learn things like perseverance. I think he wants us to learn that Mm. too. And he wants our prayer muscles to get strong. So sometimes those answers don't come right away. Um, and it's because he's doing more than what we're asking for. He's teaching us in the process. And he mm. sure has taught me as I've prayed for these different things. Wow, that is fascinating. And maybe you've answered this next question, but um, this is this has struck me recently. Why does, why does God want us to pray? He's been teaching me, but it's it's much more than what we think it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, over and over again in Scripture, um, he says that we need to pray. You know, when we're sick, we should pray. When we're afraid, we should pray. Just over and over, it's a command. And I think I used to wonder, golly, God, why can't you just make things happen the way you want? You know, if you (laughs) want an obedient child, why can't you just zap them and they obey? And I think, you know, God is really after relationship with us and prayer. I think Jack Hayford actually said it really beautifully. He said, prayer is a partnership of the redeemed child of God, you know, slipping their hand into their heavenly fathers. And I Mm. think that God invented prayer. You know, it's not something we thought up. He invented it as a way of um, his provision, of a, a way where we can come and ask him for things and he will provide because he really does want that relationship with us. He doesn't want to just be, you know, sitting off on a throne, handing things out on his timetable. He wants us to come to him to ask, mm-hmm. just like we would want our children, you know, we wouldn't want to just zap them and provide things. We want to dialogue with them and and hear their heart's desires and delight in fulfilling them and, and have that relationship grow. So mm-hmm. I really think that's why he wants us to pray. Oh, that's a great perspective. Why do you, what do you see as the most um, common misperception among Christians about prayer? Oh, gosh, don't we all have plenty of them? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> prayer, prayer is a mystery. You know, it's so simple. You know, it's just talking with God, but it's also a mystery. And I, I speak on prayer kind of all around the country, and I have people come up to me and they say things like, you know, Jody, I don't want to be clogging the lines with my little mm. request, you know, for my child's spelling test or even my, you know, even something that seems big to us, like mm. maybe our, our spouse's job, um, when there are starving people in Africa and when there mm. are threats of terrorism and when there are, you know, all these major things people feel they should be praying about. And, you know, we're never clogging the lines. <laughs> we, we're never bugging God. We're just coming <laughs> to him and doing the very thing that he's asked us to do. But I think that's a misconception that maybe God doesn't have the bandwidth for everything. Mm. But, you know, we know in scripture that he knows the number of hairs on our head. Mm. He cares about the tiny things and he wants to hear that. So that's one that you know, that maybe God's too busy or we'll be bugging him or he doesn't know the bandwidth. And maybe another is that we have to do it right. You know, we have Mm. to sound holy or we have to get (laughs) our act together before we can come before holy God. And, you know, there again, I look at our own children and they don't have to have their act together before they come to us. We love them because they are are ours. And I think Mm. God loves us because we're his. And he just says, come to me. You don't have to sound perfect. You don't have to convince me and use persuasive languages, language. Um, Just come and let's talk. Mm. So I think think those are two, you know, the idea that we have to do it right and the idea that maybe God's too busy for us. Neither of those is true. Oh, that's great. Well, that's very helpful. How do you, um, how could, 
husbands and wives get off to a solid start as praying parents while they are still expecting? Oh, wow. While they're still expecting. That's a good one. (laughs) And I love that. I really do love that because, you know, I think so often we pray in response to something rather than proactively. And yet we see throughout scripture, I think it's Jeremiah, the very first chapter, God looks at Jeremiah and he says, you know, before you were in the womb, I I formed you, I knew you, um, and I knew the plans I had for you. And then in Psalm 139, we, we know that too. He knows us completely before we are born. And so if he knows us Mm -hmm. and he uh, knows our children before they're born, um, what an invitation to begin our parenting journey, even, you know, before they're they're born, while they're expecting to be able to be asking God um, for provision, for wisdom for us as parents, for health, for protection. Um, You know, I, I have friends who've prayed for their child's marriage partner, um, even before the child was born, just wow. praying for their own child and then praying for the eventual mm-hmm. union and, and the families to come. It's just a, a really neat thing when you realize how God stands outside of time and we can pray these things um, before we know, pray them proactively, not reactively. I love that idea of praying while you're still expecting. Oh, great. Well, it does set up a good habit for the rest of the, because there will be sure. reactive prayer for sure, but you know, um, yeah, it, it yeah. Does and you know, when the, while they're, while they're still in utero, they, they're easy to pray for. They're really being obedient and wonderful yes. in general, you know. <laughs> they're eating what they're supposed to eat. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I had one daughter kick me a lot, so I maybe should have prayed for her to be a little less, uh, active. But oh, that's anyway. funny. <laughs> um, well, speaking of kids, uh, prayer is one of those spiritual practices that we assume they can naturally acquire. But what yeah. factors do you think are important to intentionally teach them about prayer? Oh, I love that word, intentionally teach. That's great. Um, you know, Jesus didn't uh, teach his disciples to preach. He didn't teach them to evangelize per se. What he taught them was about prayer. So really, I think prayer hmm. is something that is taught. It's not something we just maybe naturally, um, it just doesn't just always happen, even if we have a sense of who God is and we can say, you know, Lord help or whatever. Um, I think probably the best way that parents can teach a child about prayer is by praying. You know, Mm. the the old saying, more is caught than taught. Mm. And I think that's really true. And when our kids see us praying, whether we're praying about something that concerns us, whether we're praying as praise and thanksgiving over a provision that God has provided, just keeping the Lord in the dialogue of our family life, I think is a really beautiful um, teaching tool to just show kids this is how it's done. And it's not scary or complicated. And you don't have to be a professional minister or Billy Graham or somebody to do it. (laughs) You know, you can just talk to our God, your heavenly father, and he's always listening. That's awesome. Um, Well, young children do see a lot these days. Yeah, Um, yeah death, disease, divorce, and more mm. before the mm-hmm. age of five even. And um, right. and we're, if, if parents are being faithful and praying with their children, how do we explain to them unanswered prayers or prayers that don't bring the hope for answers? Mm-hmm. At such a young yeah, age. That, yeah. yeah, at such a young age or at somebody who's 50. You know, that's a question we, we all grapple with. How do we explain these hard, hard things that happen and prayers that go unanswered or don't turn out like we had hoped or desired? Um, I think that... that uh, um, one thing I would say is that we need to point our kids completely toward God's love, that mm. um, he's a redeemer. That's what he's all about. Um, 
I think we can look at Bible stories where God brings good out of bad. You look at Joseph who's thrown down the well and all the stuff he went through, and you know that's not what he expected. You know that is a hard life and one born out of real viciousness with Mm. his brothers. Um, And yet God brought good out of that. We read Genesis 50 where it says, Joseph says, you know, God used this this bad. What you intended to harm me, God used for good for the saving of many lives. And so I think, you know, maybe somebody younger than five isn't quite old enough to grasp the idea that we live in a fallen world and that there are going to be consequences of that. And there's going to be, you know, icky stuff that's Mm. just because of our world. Um, But I think they can as they grow and as we expose them to how God works in scripture and in our lives, as we surrender those painful things to him. And, you know, God wants to comfort us too. Mm -hmm. He's never said it was all, would all be happy. You know, Jesus says in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And God had to really show me that in an interesting way where I was um, disappointed about some things, um, answers to prayer that weren't happening like I wanted. And I, I felt badly that I didn't have more um, faith and more joy and more trust. And I felt like the Lord said to me, you know, that's okay. You can feel sad. Why don't you come and let me comfort you and just let me love you. And I think for our children to know how God, loving God is and how his comfort is available to us um, is a great starting place because oh, he really wow, does. Yeah. He, and, and, it, and he comforts us so that then we can comfort others. And a child who's known the comfort of the Lord or the comfort of a parent in a trying time can then be equipped to go out into the world and show that same compassion and that comfort to others. So there, there definitely mm. is a, a purpose in that. Oh, so. that's beautiful. Yeah, what a great way to look at it. I'm going to have to re-listen to this podcast several times to absorb oh. all this. Um, <laughs> well, you have great questions. Oh my gosh, but they're tricky ones. <laughs> Making uh, me think. <laughs> well, we're going to have to do part two. That's all there is to it. Yeah, there um, you go. Well, we do see many women of faith pray powerfully in Scripture, and God faithfully answers them. And moms in particular seem to have a strong calling to pray. Mm, Tell us about Moms in Prayer International and how participating in that affected your prayer life. Wow. Yeah, Moms in Prayer, and their website's momsinprayer.org. That's a group that I got involved with when my eldest was maybe in first grade. And as I said earlier, I'd been a, a praying mom. You know, I pray for God to help my children at school or to help help their fever go away if they were sick and bless them and those kind of prayers, which are great prayers. Um, But then um, I got involved with moms in prayer and really learned to use scripture to help shape my prayers. And, you know, I'll tell you, I was a little um, uncertain about it at first because Moms in Prayer is very structured. Mm -hmm. They meet once a week. It's groups of moms that get together just for an hour. And it's not a chatting time. It's not a catch-up time. It's really a prayer time. And they have four clear steps that you go through. And they're, you know, biblically based. We see these prayers outlined in scripture over and over again, where you have adoration and, you know, praising the Lord. And then you have a little time of silent confession. And then you thank the Lord for answers to prayer for things he's done. And then you spend the bulk of your time interceding, praying, Mm -hmm. lifting up your children, their teachers, their friends, their schools. And I'll tell you, when I first saw that, I thought, wow, that's very confining. That's very formulaic. Mm -hmm. But what I discovered um, really in the first few months of praying that way 
was it was a beautiful way to keep me accountable in prayer, um, to keep track oh, of yeah. answers, to make sure that um, we were doing more praying than talking, and to really um, use scripture. That's really the most powerful thing that Moms in Prayer uh, showed me how to do was take the words first breathed by God and then turn them into prayers back to Him. And and really, I can't think of a more powerful way to pray than to do that. That was the basis of my books, the wow, praying the scriptures. Totally, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Jesus says, John 15, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And he's not saying, you know, that's some formula or some guarantee that just because you wrap a prayer up in a Bible verse that God has to do it. I think what he's saying is the more we use scripture, the more we read it, um, let it shape our perspective, let it shape our desires, then the more our prayers line up with what God already wants to do. So I really think That's using great. scripture in our lives to animate our prayers um, is exciting. So That's fantastic. Well, I'll say reading your book over and over again, as I have in praying it uh, over my daughter, and she's in her teens, and I still yes. got the first book, and it's still pretty applicable. <laughs> um, but and I did the same thing, I will tell you. I mean, my children really? would laugh because they would think I was reading my own book, <laughs> and they would be mortified. And I would say, no, 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 I'm just going back to find the prayers. <laughs> well, it is kind of your prayer journal, isn't it? <laughs> A little bit, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and doing that, I've actually um, typed up and prayers in from your book because you rephrase them so that you can put the child's name in it and yes. um and I've printed those out and um carried them with me and memorized them on my oh, walks wow. and things yeah so wow. I've really it's really planted God's word in my heart and you're so right you're um what you just said about it aligning you more and more so yes that's, yeah that's and, awesome. and it really brings a peace you know uh, as I said earlier you know the the banishing the worry and fear and embracing just the peace and the sense that God has you and he has your children. They're never out of his reach, even though they may feel like they're out of yours. Um, and just that that using those promises and principles in his word really bind our heart together with the Lord's and provide that peace as parents. Mm, that's beautiful. And it's so true. You know, I've been blindsided by events and seasons over the years that threw me off target and praying for my now teenage daughter. Mm. Yeah. And it I feel like I took my eye off the ball and I could have done better for her. Mm. I have regrets about that. What would you say to me and others in my shoes? Yeah. Oh, golly. I, that's maybe my favorite question. So, so good. Um, because really, I think every parent has walked in those shoes. You know, we all have regrets. We all have things we wish we could do over, you know, words or actions we wish we could take back, whole mm. seasons sometimes we wish <laughs> yeah. we could redo. Um, and I've been there. Um, mm. Recently, I've been there. And what I would say, uh, if a parent is is listening and feeling that way, like, oh, gosh, I didn't learn to pray over my children when they were younger, or I've lost my temper, I've blown it, I've I've done or said this or that is this. I would say that our ability to ruin our children <laughs> is nothing compared to God's ability and his eagerness to redeem Aww. them. And just like we saw in that Joseph example earlier, he doesn't just kind of cover over our mistakes so that we can't see them. He can use those things, the very things that we can point to and say, oh, that was so bad. He can use those things. And in his grace, use them to bring about good in our life and in our children's lives. So, you know, yeah, we all make mistakes. We all have regrets. And yet the beautiful thing is um, God's so much bigger than those. So I would say to any parent, just 
tell them what you're sorry about. And if it's a time where you need to ask your child's forgiveness, I think that's a beautiful mm. thing too, to, yeah. to be able to teach a child, mom, you know, I'm sorry. And, and can you forgive me? And that sets up that whole pattern for them as, as they grow to know how to go to someone that maybe they've wronged and, and make things right. So oh, that's I think there's a lot we can learn, a lot we can pull out of our, our mistakes and our sad places. Wow, that's great. Well, now that you have married children, right? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Two two of our daughters are married. We have two single, two married. They're all grownups now. Wow. Um, You must be eagerly awaiting grandchildren. (laughs) Is there a praying this Christmas? I hope my daughters aren't listening, but I am, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Uh, There must be, you must have already started praying the scriptures for your grandchildren. (laughs) Well, you know, I get asked that an awful lot. I know you do. And I know they do too. <laughs> well, no, I get. I mean, I get asked about the book, and what oh. I would say is, I think that praying the scriptures for your children works wonderfully for grandchildren. You know, our grandchildren need the same things as our children. They That's need so wisdom true. and compassion and kindness in their lives and self discipline. They need good friendships, good relationships with their siblings. You know, they need a love for God's word. All those things that we're praying when they're our own children are things we can pray for our grandchildren. Um, and I was privileged in um, the adult children book to interview a gal. Her name is Susan Yates. She's actually an author, several mm, wonderful yeah. parenting books. Um, and she has 21 grandchildren. And oh, I wow. said, oh my goodness, you know, tell me about that. And so there's a chapter in that book called Praying When Your Children Have Children. And Susan's wisdom is just so beautiful as she talks about how grandparents can sometimes have an entree into the children's world that the parents don't have. You mm. know, the kids can roll their eyes and think you're old fashioned, but it somehow works if you're the grandmom, not the mom. <laughs> right. And um, and she shares just the different ways she prays for her grandchildren. Sometimes even something as simple as sending them a text message to let them know that she's praying for them is, mm. is just a, a beautiful thing and gives the kids such a sense of security, you oh, know, yeah. that somebody who's grown up and wise is lifting you up. It's just a, a great thing. So, so yeah, I don't think I'm going to write praying the scriptures <laughs> for your grandchildren. I think I'm just going to go back to my old dog-eared book and start praying those things all over again with different children's names in the blanks. Well, I'll tell you, my prayer life is really hyper-focused right now, but when I read that um but for the adult children, um, that's going to mean a lot to me because, um, yeah, I, I I gave the book to a friend of mine and she's on her knees every day. She's got girls in their early 20s and they're doing mm. great, but it's just, yeah. t- it's tough out there. It is tough. You know, um, people sometimes say to me when I speak or just on different shows, they say, is it true? You know, little people, little problems, big people, big problems. And I say, you know, yeah, it, it kind of is mm. in that. The little people, little problems, those things are legitimate. You know, a, a mom whose toddler won't sleep through the night or who's, you know, hitting kids in, in the preschool. Yeah. You know, those are those are concerns. I don't mean to belittle those. But as you know, you know, when they're in their 20s and 30s, sometimes the choices that they're making can have uh, more life-shaping, longer-term consequences. So in that sense, some of those problems do feel bigger. Mm, yeah. 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 Well, Jody, this has been very encouraging to me, and I'm sure it is to those listening as well. As we wrap up, it seems especially appropriate to close our time together with a prayer. Would you please Mm. say a prayer for expecting a new parents? Yes. Oh my gosh. I would love to do that. What a treat. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Let's go before the Lord. Heavenly Father, um, I just thank you for everyone who is listening today. I thank you for Callie and for 
the beautiful example she is as a mom turning to you and trusting you um, and for her heart for equipping other parents, men and women who are expecting or who are raising young ones. And Lord, I just think of how much you love us and how you lead us and how we just read throughout scripture, how you bend down and feed us and you teach us to walk you know what it's like to be a parent. And so I pray that you would equip us as parents to lead well, to teach well, to love well. Father, where children are doing things, whether they are three years old or 30 years old, that maybe we don't understand or agree with, I pray that we would be equipped to bless and to love, um, just pointing those children constantly to you as the source of their strength and their life. In Jesus' name, we ask these things. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Jody, and very best to you in all your oh, work. Oh, Kelly. Thank you. And thank you. Lord bless what you're doing. Your podcast is just wonderful. And I know that it is equipping and encouraging so, so many. So Lord bless you. Thank you for listening to the Newborn Promise Podcast. Learn more at GrahamBlanchard.com. Thank you.